so I'm your host Kenny Dean and you are about to hear the traffic episode of Let's Talk Law Enforcement. Uh, I invited three police officers and a civilian. I guess the civilian chickened out, but we went forth anyway. Folks, unfortunately, we had a little technical difficulties here and there, so we had to trim and edit it a little bit and made it shorter. And again, we had three officers doing different things at different places, so unfortunately, we, we had a couple, you know, bumps in the road while we were uh, taping and broadcasting live. But I still feel we got the message, or we did get the message uh, out to people, and we'll get the message out to people about why we do traffic stops and what we look for. And also, we wanted to also get the civilians' perspective of why they don't like most civilians don't like getting pulled over, right? But I think we did a great job of explaining what and why we do things. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into it and we will have a segment two of traffic stops on in the upcoming future. So here we go. All right. So, um, yeah, tra- traffic stops in law enforcement is one of the most dangerous, if not deadly situations you can be at as a police officer with uh making traffic stops even in the daytime is uh is dangerous so uh like my like my uh my friend on here was saying like it's better to have more set of eyes hands uh presence and numbers to where you know if somebody thinks of doing something or they were thinking about doing something if you're there in numbers they might rethink their decision to do something that can cause harm to themselves and or the police officers and also to having multiple officers to back you up on the traffic stop they may see something that you may not see so it's strength in numbers and is is safety in numbers so it's, it's better to have uh sufficient backup more so for safety reasons than what most people think is you know to abuse power or do anything that would be a civil rights violation or whatever the case may be. So it's, it's better to do it that way. It's safer to do it that way. And then also too, uh, being in a demographic where where I'm working at, um, it's just, you never know who you're gonna stop. You never know who you're gonna stop. You never know what can happen when you stop somebody um, because you're walking up to a situation blind. Only thing you know is how many uh, people are in the car if it's one or more uh, who is registered to or the case may be so that's the whole reason for touching the body of the car um, putting the, putting DNA and also uh, you know some type of identification which is still DNA on the car just in case something happens you give your lookout you get a tag and all of that before you approach so you gotta be tactical in the way you're doing things you just can't go up there and do it but working in the area in dc that i work in is like you're dealing with everything over there like poverty regentrification uh drugs lack of education so it's a melting pot of trauma and chaos that in any given second moment minute hour what have you any traffic stop things can go left and you got to be ready for that so it's just 
Absolutely, definitely. So, so Milan, I'm gonna throw it out there because you you retired. We ain't got nothing. We you good to go? So I'm gonna ask you that because this was somebody want me to add, and then Randy, I want to follow up with it. Milan, why y'all only pull over black people? So, um, my name is Milan. I, I retired from police department in DC after 25 years of service. Um, I've been involved in two on-duty shootings. One of them was a domestic. Um, unfortunately, that was a fatal shooting. And the other was a traffic stop where me and the individual literally exchanged gunfire for about 30 seconds. Um, just to hit on what um, um, Brandon and, and, and Champ um, Joshua was saying, me personally, I don't like traffic stops. I, I, I try to avoid doing them or initiating them for various reasons. But the main thing is, number one, unless it's just something extreme where I have to address it, where you, I don't know, running through red lights and trying to run people over something like that. Me personally, I would rather not do it because it's always some shit, right? There's always some shit. I think I lost him again. He got to work on that one. But Brandon, tell me why you only pull over black people. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a great, you know, topic of, of discussion and I'm going to answer it by this 99% of the time right 99% of the time I have no idea who I'm pulling over right number one number one it's either so quick that the car passed me I can't see who's in the driver's seat or the car's tinted out and I, and I, I definitely want to want to come back on that topic uh, Kenny is tense right? right but 99% I can fully, faithfully say I have no idea of who I'm pulling over, right? If it's at nighttime, I have no, I can't see inside the car. The tents are too dark. Uh, you know, I, just the, the way I pass the vehicle or the vehicle passes me, I don't know, right? So when somebody says, oh, why, why, why are you a, a white officer pulling me over when I'm black? I, I have no idea who you are, who I'm walking up to anything like that so that's that's not a not a valid excuse in my books for any reason right i treat everybody the same kind of dignity and respect that that we all officers should do right and that's that's one of the most important things in law enforcement is treating everybody with you know respect and upholding the oath that we all you know raised our right hand to to serve and protect and i think that's a that's a major major problem that people see is that, oh, well, you pulled me over because I'm black. You pulled me over because I'm Hispanic. You pulled me over even because I'm white, right? And I think that, and that it's sad that we have that issue today because of of things that have happened in the past with other officers in the country and stuff like that. And, it, and it's disappointing, you know, coming into law enforcement relatively new within three years. You know, I've had to deal with a lot of stuff and a lot of changes, even being so so new to it. And I, and I think that it's it's hard to to grasp the concept of unfortunately that it is what it is today and other officers have messed it up for all of us, you know, trying to be good out there and set an example. Yeah, uh, I agree. Cause be, be real, be honest. Cause you know, we, we had some times in, in DC, we had some times in DC, shooting, stabbings, cutting y'all, you name it. We did it in DC. Right. But the thing is, that part of DC that we worked in was what ninety five percent black, if if not more. So, what people fail to realize is, if I do pull you over and you do something, a lot of times it's a hit off the tag reader that's sitting on the back of a car. That's why I never wanted one on my take home because I knew where I lived at. 
I probably we got a lockup every day going home, right? Because people don't understand that tag reader that sits on the back of that car will pull up so much information about you and that car. It's not the individual officer. And I'm going to say that again for people who happen to listen. The tag readers, those boxes that you see on the back of police vehicles will pull up a lot of information about you in that car. Because you're, you're absolutely right. Um, you got to also understand that with the, with the tag reader, it it also falls on management and, and, and not with management, but it also falls on the, the, the units like the CIC that are responsible for monitoring. Right that information so a lot of times the officer at least for the agency that i used to work for the officer doesn't have a choice because then cic will come over the air and be like hey listen yeah um yeah. who's who's operating car number one two yeah. three four five seven just to give you a heads up you just drove past a vehicle yeah. that was da 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 yeah. and it wanted for this or you know the person is wanted for that so now you put in a position where okay no problem. Even even if let's say you even try to ignore it, now you're being called out, and you're being they know who's in the vehicle, they know who to, who's operating the vehicle for that day. So now you got to do your job. So it don't matter who you are, what color you are, what creed, race, religion, or whatever it may be. Now because that information is readily available, and and the department is expecting you to address that, you got to handle that. So it's not always it's not always about and, and I think um Brandon, I think he said something that was a very, 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 very good point. What people fail to realize is, and, and Kenny, you know this because you know where I used to work. I used to work in a a, a, a patrol area that was predominantly ninety-eight percent African American, and of that ninety-eight percent, maybe eighty-five to eighty-eight percent of it was public housing. Yep. So regardless of what I do, and, and it could be, we can, we can flip the script. If it was someone who called the police because they wanted to report something, nine times out of 10, they were black. If right. they wanted to get information on something, nine times out of 10, they were black. If somebody had to be arrested, nine times out of 10, they were black. So that whole notion of, you know, police just go out their way to target black people. Are there some officers that have done that and, and do that in, in, in the past and in current times, absolutely. Yeah. However, there are so many checks and balances that are going on right now. And there are so many checks and balances that prevent you from just targeting people based on who they are. One of the main ones being, guess what? Body-worn cameras. Yeah. And I am a big, huge fan of BWCs because BWCs eliminate a lot of the extra bullshit. And it's an impartial third eye and a witness to what's going on so it's not just your word versus their word you have something that's sitting there basically saying hey listen this is exactly what occurred so i definitely agree with with um the officer brandon the guy with three years old and him saying that um I, 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 you might go past me so fast me personally i'm not trying to do no traffic stops that's me i'm not i will tr i will avoid them to the best of my ability however sometimes they are unavoidable and you have to make them who you are, whatever you may be inside that vehicle. I don't know until I actually pull the vehicle over unless it's, you know, and I work day shift. So, you know, nine times out of 10, if the windows are not tinted, I can see who I'm pulling over, but I'm not pulling you over based on your race because that will use the fact that they got pulled over by a white officer to say, hey, listen, 
you're only pulling me over because I'm black or, or because or because you you're afraid of, you know, black lives matter, whatever it may be. Yeah. And, and they will use that to try to get an edge on the officer. And you know what? That officer, the majority of the time, they're going to be like, you know what, sir? I don't want no problems because guess what? Yeah. Depending on what agency that that officer works for, depending on the agency that works for. If that person files a complaint against that officer, it is highly likely that that officer is going to be put on desk duty while he's in, he or she is investigated because of the society that we live in. I'm gonna say this, um, and, and knowing how knowing how Brandon, knowing how you work, um, I've seen I've seen the quality of your traffic stops. I've seen the quality of your work, and again, me being an old FTO. I would be the first one to go, nah, bro, that's not, that's not, mm-mm. you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm going to call you out um, because I, I love being an FTO at, at my last department. And we, before I could see a pattern of an officer, okay, I'm going to do traffic, 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 but I only went, and you know this Milan, we, it was two that, it was, you know, one one was one color, one was the other, but they, you were like, man, Christmas, why are you pulling these people over? Ever because you know how it is, and Brandon, I don't know, you, yeah, right. But on Christmas and holidays, we chill out, like you know what I'm saying. It, it's a truce, it's an unofficial truce, right? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you, champ. You back? All okay. right doesn't mean that you necessarily should. And, and, and what you have to do is you have to take into account the totality of the circumstances. Why are you initiating traffic stops on, okay, somebody that may have just, you know, breezed through a red light or something like that on Thanksgiving or something like that, or on Christmas or whatever. <laughs> right. Now we all have to, you know, officers got to come and back them up. So it's like, we're all involved in this bullshit. And it's like, Bro, everybody else is at somebody's house eating, chilling, whatever. It's Christmas. It's Thanksgiving. I get it. Do your traffic. But on some some days and sometimes, like you say, for me, you do. You got to have discretion because it's like, okay, we are making this situation worse. Because now these kids are like, well, my daddy got locked up on Christmas by a cop, right? Right? Now... The, the the baby mama, she mad because she yelling. And, you know, she yelling his freedom for two hours and set him back further. So that's what I'm saying. I don't have a problem with good traffic enforcement. But to me, it it the discretion that you are given, and that's one thing I had to I had to address on here, too. Somebody asked me about quotas. I ain't doing no quotas. The, the shit is illegal no matter how you, you stack it up. And yeah, you, your management can say, hey, can you do some traffic enforcement in this area? Sure, they can ask that. But the thing is, I'm not coming in with numbers to satisfy management who then turn around and will not support you when something goes bad. And they're like, well, he said you said this. Oh, I, I, I got to draw numbers and do an investigation. Whoa, you're, you had me out there doing this shit. But and I, then you turn I think, around and don't I think, support me. I think I think what people get lost in that cause right there is yeah, management can tell you whatever because you know management is not going to be the ones that's going to be on the hook. But on like an officer standpoint, is like yeah, I love doing traffic. Traffic traffic is my thing, right? You know, 
hopefully getting on a traffic team and doing all this, you know, traffic stuff. I'm at, my main focus is DUIs, right? And I, and I think about it as as a way of this, right? Like I had a family member who was killed by a drunk driver, right? So I have I have a, a more of a passion and more of a personal connection for for doing these kind of stops. But at the same point, right? The traffic stop is one is probably I would say the most dangerous. It's not even it's it, you know they're like the occupants of the vehicle might be like oh you know you know I'm scared I'm scared of this stop I'm scared of being stopped by the police I'm scared. Us as officers have more to fear about than the occupant inside itself, right? Not only do we have to worry about the the occupant inside the vehicle, not knowing who who they are, not knowing how many people are in the vehicle, we got to worry about you know bystanders coming around, coming out, taking pictures, you know, yep. getting too close, you know, having guns, everything like that. We have a lot more to worry about than the occupant inside the vehicle. Problems we have is what the media throws out there. And what Absolutely. the media shows. Absolutely. And I've Absolutely. always said that. And um, people don't, you know, people are like, yeah, you're right. But, and and all of us know, all of us on, right here on this podcast know the media, especially now, is one of the biggest enemies of, I'm not going to say just policing, but law enforcement itself, because they will never show. And that's why when I show things on my Instagram page, I show all colors, right? I show all races, all officers. I show all people getting locked up, all colors, right? Because the media will have you go, you know what? Uh, yeah, with 7,000 unarmed black men um, shot by police in one year. And you go, well, yeah, but out of those 7,000, 6,998 did this, or they did this, or they grabbed the officer's gun or whatever. So they won't tell you all the facts about what happened because it's not going to fit that narrative, right? And again, we know we got some some cops that shouldn't be cops. We know that. Like I said, we work we work with a couple, and but they began to weed themselves out. And again, good officers kind of stay away from them, and the problem kind of takes care of itself. And you hope no one gets injured on either side because you don't want to get hurt backing somebody up like that. But then it's like, okay, well, it is my job to go and support or back this other officer up, even though he's an asshole, right? So I'm sitting there like, why are you locking up this 78, 80-year-old uh, grandmother? Bro, come on, right? And then now the whole neighborhood comes out because what they see is three cops on this old lady. How they go. We all know how they go. And you're sitting there. Bro, give this lady a break or have somebody come get her. And again, unless she's being a straight ass and fighting and all, get that lady up out of here and give her a break. You can always come back and write a warrant. You can always come back and do whatever on certain things. So for me, it's like the, the discretion thing is huge. But I will also say this a lot of people out there, especially in the DMV, Got some fucked up tags, fucked up license, fucked up everything. Shit expired three years ago. You still got people talking about, I ain't get my tags because of the pandemic. People yeah, I, I, I totally, I totally understand. Maybe it came off a, a certain way. It, 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 it's more of like a, you know, I'm out there, you know, and I think I can speak for everybody here. We're all out there, you know, when you guys were doing traffic and stuff like that, and you know, into it and, and new and stuff like that. I'm sure you can remember. Oh, we're, yeah. all, we're all out there trying trying to help everybody and and you know work work in a way that 
we're not, you know, just going up out there, locking up everybody, doing all this kind of stuff. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, I take it as, uh, as I don't take it personal, right? And, you know, I had to learn that, of course, being a new officer and stuff like that. It took me some time to learn that, you know, I, I, I can't, I don't want to give everybody tickets, you know, discretion, all that kind of stuff that new officers learn, right? And I didn't mean when I said it makes me, you know, infuriated or angry or stuff like that. I guess I'm trying to say that, you know, I'm out here. I'm, if, if I can do something to help you, I'm going to do it. Right. right. Help, help if, me help you. Exactly. Exactly. Right. That, that, that's what right. I kind of meant by it. And, you know, right. it's, 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 a, it's to the point. So where now, it, now when you, now when you, now when you add that backing to it and now when you it, it, explain it like that, now I can see where you were going from. And I support you a hundred percent because that's exactly what I'm talking about. The, 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 as a three-year officer, the mindset that you have right now is going to take you very far in your career because regardless of how you look at it we as far as law enforcement officers are behind enemy lines and you more so are more you are being held captive right now because you're a caucasian officer oh yeah i can get away i can get away with certain things and say certain things that you absolutely cannot absolutely And, Absolutely. and and i'm not saying that i would say or do anything wrong i'm just simply saying that you can't when I'm dealing with someone and, and, and they're either they need to be controlled or they, they're under arrest, I'm extremely direct. I'm extremely firm and I'm, I'm very, very to the point. You doing that could could not saying that it would could come off as if, oh, my God, this white motherfucker right here. No, he's racist. That is, you know, that, does, you know but no, that does that does happen. That does happen. It does happen and it has happened. Like, and I, I mean to cut y'all off. No, no, no. But Jay, I've got to. Um, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna I'm I'm say this, then I gotta bounce for basketball practice. Okay. But right, exactly what, what Milan is saying, I've been on scenes where I'm talking and the officer, you know, may say, Yeah, you know, my partner is correct. And it's like, I wasn't even talking to you. And then it's all this, you know what I'm saying, expressive uh, language uh, uh, towards my partner because he's Caucasian. I'm like, uh, wait a minute, he's he's helping this situation. You didn't even acknowledge him by the name on his uniform. You just called right. him everything but a child of God. But right. he didn't say anything, but he's automatically wrong because he's a Caucasian officer helping you with your problem, which we involved in your problem because you or somebody called us. Right. But you're going to disrespect him because of his skin color. Now, had he did that to you, oh, my God. But you, you know, know what, John? You know what? And I know you got to go, but I just want to hit on this real quick because I love the fact that you said that because... I've had to go to scenes where the Caucasian officer did everything that he was supposed to do. And whatever the situation was, they was giving the Caucasian officer an extreme amount of flack. And the, the, the whole scene was volatile because guess what? He was just happened to be a white officer. So I get there or I've had to go to scenes where I had to, hey, listen, if y'all want to yell at somebody, yell at me. And then I t- Look, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a hit y'all with this before we wrap this thing up. It is almost totally impossible to be a perfect police officer nowadays because, to be honest, there's no such thing. They're really good oh, officers. I've been waiting for this topic right, right. here. Let's they're, go. Really, <laughs> they're really good officers, but there's some shit out there, too, and it, it makes us... Um, when you're out there doing a job, again, you have to look over your shoulder. We're still reeling from what happened in Memphis. We're still reeling from uh, Freddie Gray. And like I said, even with that, me having inside knowledge of what happened to Freddie Gray, which had nothing to do with any police at 
all. And half of a city burned because of that. Uh, and, right. and again, they took, you know, people took advantage of that situation, but had nothing to do with police brutality whatsoever. Uh, Mike, Mike Brown, you know, we knew the truth. People, we know the research, you know, the truth about that. He reached in to grab the officer's gun. It's true to that. And, and again, I hit you with George for not saying that wasn't bad. We don't say that. But what we what we as police look at is we always go, OK, who the hell called the police? Why the police? Why I got to interact with this bullshit? And whoever had that ten dollar bill for, that took from George Floyd, what you need to do is say, hey, George, get the fuck out my store and go before I call the police. And see, people people won't take accountability for this shit. I call the police and I lie about it. It's it's easier it's easier to call someone else and put everything on them. That way, if it appears, not saying that they did make a mistake, if it appears that they made a mistake, you know, you can sue, you can do whatever you, right. you know, you want to do. And, and and unfortunately, most, a lot of agencies are, and, and you got some agencies that don't tolerate that BS, but you, you do have some agencies that capitulate to the, 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 the woke media and all yeah. that and they, and and they will will throw an officer or a bunch of officers under the bus quick so, instead of saying hey listen this is our training this is what we train our officers to do our officer acted within policy this is why our officer did x y and z and they take the heat from there because nobody wants that shit storm for the most part so Again, I go back to I recycle back to what I was saying earlier. It's harder to be an officer. It's, it's hard to be an officer in this country as we stand right now, but it's harder to be a white officer. Because oh, absolutely. I'm going to tell you right here, right now, I could literally if a white officer pulls me over, he can be the most professional individual on the planet. <laughs> I could I'm telling you, I, I could. No, I'm mm-hmm. not rolling down my window. You're going to have to yeah. break it. And the only reason yeah. why you're breaking it is because I'm black and yeah. you don't like black people. And, yeah. you know, my hands are up. Please don't say like I can I can yeah. throw everything out there to make this to make this officer's job as difficult as possible. Yeah. And for what? And. I said all that to say that it comes back to, like you said earlier, accountability. When, when, when this is what I don't get, and, and this is what absolutely amazes me, I don't choose to go to certain addresses. Sometimes I don't even know that those addresses exist, right? But when I get there, and based on the information that I get from the dispatcher, like most officers, they tell me a brief synopsis on why I have to go there. So when I get there, I have an idea of what I may be expecting, right? So I get there, start talking X, Y, and Z. Who's to say that, you know, the, the husband or the, the boyfriend, whoever it may be, comes down, what the fuck you doing in my house? Whoa, whoa, yeah. hold up, boss. I'm just trying to get something. Get the fuck out my house before you get your ass whipped. Like, whoa, yeah. time out. Good luck with that. We're not doing that, but oh, okay. I, I hear what you're saying. So now... This and, and what people don't understand in the media, the media and especially the citizens don't understand is nine times out of 10, I'm willing to bet. Not, and, and I've been doing this, as I said before, retired after 25 years in D.C. The majority of the time, the individual that the police are dealing with, they dictate the outcome and the response from the police. I cannot make this up. Yeah, I can't. pretty much. I, 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 I've... It is 
it I, I've seen it too many times where it's a, a calm situation and you're trying to use verbal judo, you're trying to down talk the situation, you're trying to de-escalate everything possibly. There are just simply some people that you cannot get to do what you need them to do to take them into custody yep. safely, period. And unfortunately, those are the ones, those are the situations that, un that unfortunately get highlighted in reference to, you know, the sensationalism that the media will portray that, oh my God, white officer. And if you ever look at the news, white officers shoots and white kill officer. black. And it's, not, it's not officer shoots and kills guy. Nope. It's white officer shoots and kills black unarmed and unarmed to be in like huge bowl type unarmed yeah. and have like the yeah. devil on top of it and yeah. be like you know yeah. all bolded and shit like that so it'd yeah. be like unarmed black man black over man. a simple traffic stop yep. now and, and like you said before kenny they'll leave out the fact that okay and all you have to do is just go to youtube and look at some of these videos man they, like, arkansas state police the, the prime example pr Yo, the, the vehicle comes back wanted for a homicide. Homicide, or it yeah. Comes it's back not wanted like for you a carjacking or a robbery. So are the police, regardless of who's operating the vehicle, we don't know if it's a white person or but the bottom line is whoever's operating the vehicle needs to be stopped and identified. Right. So if I get behind that vehicle and Brandon is backing me up and I'm like, hey, listen, I got this carjacking vehicle XYZ and I turn on my lights and they take off running. Here's the question. And 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 nobody for some reason. None of the citizens can ever answer this question for me. Is it, is, it, is it for a better, healthier society to just be like, you know what? This vehicle that's wanted for a homicide just took off. Let them go and we'll try to catch them another day. Or do we need to stop and identify, regardless of what's going on, we need to stop and identify anybody that's in this vehicle. Because what's to say and who's to say that they won't do whatever they're doing anymore or continue on with their crime spree, whatever it may be. Nobody can seem to answer that question for me. I know the answer to it, but I'm going to leave you with this. And then, the, the flow, Kenny, the floor is yours. And Brandon, you got it. I'm going to leave you all with this. And I'm not going nowhere, but I'm just saying this is what I'm going to say. Policing is never pretty. Unfortunately, being police work sometimes is dirty. It's grimy and it's gritty. And unfortunately, sometimes when the police have to do their job, unfortunately, people get hurt and die. That's unfortunate. And sometimes the people who get hurt and die are actual citizens who are innocent. And, uh, and, and that's why you have to weigh the balance of depending on the type of crime or the, 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 the accusation of the type of crime on whether it's, you know, okay to proceed with X, Y, and Z. That's the only thing that it really boils down to. People expect that citizens, I'm sorry, expect that the police, Hey, get on the ground, put your hands up. Okay. My bad boss, you got it. And that's it. No, <laughs> you got some people that were, right. that will, that they are not going to go to jail. And unfortunately, like Brandon said earlier, yeah, sometimes you need two or three or four officers. And the reason why you need so many officers is because if me by myself, and I'm 6'2", 210, you know, I'm a tall, slim guy, but I can, for the most part, take care of myself. If I'm fighting with one guy and he's determined and he's like doped up on PCP or, you know, ecstasy or whatever it may be, 
I may have to resort to using deadly force to be able to not only prevent this dude from killing or assaulting me. So that was it, folks. We hope you enjoy it. We will have a segment two. We will let Milan finish his thoughts. But unfortunately, like I said, we had a lot of moving parts on this episode and four different officers doing four different things, trying to get to four different places on top. So we will have Milan back and we will finish this episode. We will do a segment two of traffic stops. And we will have uh, that civilian view. We will have that person on. And we will let them talk to the officers live one-on-one. So I hope you enjoyed it. And again, folks, we apologize for the technical difficulties on this episode. But again, sometimes that's life. Things aren't going to be perfect, but it's all about the effort being made. So we appreciate it. Continue to tune in. Leave a comment on the main page. And I thank you guys. Have a great day.